Welcome to Service Stories, a podcast where AmeriCorps VISTAs, or volunteers in service to America, share their experiences in Philadelphia schools and nonprofits. We'll explore the ins and outs of a year in the life of a VISTA member and what they've learned along the way. Join Sarah and Sarah on their quest to find out how does service shape the lives of different people. Service Stories a podcast created by volunteers about volunteers. This week, we sit down and talk to Adrienne. At the time of recording, she had just recently finished her year of service. Working with Adrienne, who is or was a member of our cohort, she just left her life as a service member, uh, and we're so excited to be talking with you today, Adrian. Hello, Adrian. <laughs> um, I guess just first, kind of like introduce yourself. Where were you as a Vista? If you want to say the site, and then if you want to say what you're doing now too, just like a short little introduction. Yeah. yeah. All right, so my name is Adrienne, and I started service in January of 2019. And so I actually was doing AmeriCorps VISTA through a different program for five months. And I was serving um, under the New Americans uh, grant, and I was supposed to be working with refugees. But long story short, it was not what I expected, and I was not working with the populations that I was expecting to be working with. And so I sought out another uh, VISTA opportunity, and that's when I found Parkway Northwest High School for Peace and Social Justice, which was a site under FEND. And I applied, went through the interview process, and met the folks at FEND, and was super impressed with everything that they were doing and how they managed the VISTAs there. Um, and so I switched over in June of 2019. Um, and so it was interesting. Well, I don't have to get into it now, uh, but jumping into the school system in the summertime, um, it gave me a lot of time to sort of uh, like get a grasp on what my job was like before the students got there and I was really grateful for that. Um, and now I'm working for a company called B-Lab and um, I'm doing, I'm an analyst working on their standards um, assessments. So I guess one of um, the kind of questions that we've been asking people is, like, what did you kind of know about AmeriCorps before joining? Like, what was your impression of it? Um, there's been people, like, that kind of, like, call it the Domestic Peace Corps. Like, what are what was your impression of um, AmeriCorps beforehand? So that's exactly um, how I would have described it. And, in fact, I still describe it like that to people who ask me. Um, they're like, 
what is AmeriCorps? And I'm like, well, have you heard of the Peace Corps? And most people have. And so then I tell them that it's like the Peace Corps, except it's within the United States. Um, and I had heard a lot of good things. I had talked to a few other people who had done it. Um, and everyone seemed to say that it was a, a great way to um, explore your interests um, if you weren't like entirely sure about like what to do or what field to get into, you could explore your interests in this way and gain experience to be able to market yourself better and also to learn if that's what you wanted to do. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity for me because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I think I had an overall like very positive view of AmeriCorps. What motivated you to serve in Philadelphia? Um, well, that's pretty simple. I was living in the outskirts of Philadelphia, and I knew that I wanted to be, like, in Philly, like the city, for the foreseeable future. So I was looking for jobs in Philly. Yeah, I guess I should also mention that at the time that I was looking at AmeriCorps, I was also, sorry, I was also applying to jobs. So I didn't know that I wanted to do AmeriCorps exclusively. Um, but really, it was the, the job description um, of the AmeriCorps position that, that drew me in, uh, because I felt like it was what I wanted to be doing. And unlike the jobs that I was looking for, it didn't require having experience, which as a recent grad, I didn't have. Um, but yeah, in terms of Philly, I just knew I wanted to be here. And there was opportunities here. I think that you bring up something very important, which is like, the professional development aspect of this and how much experience you can gain from this experience. And um, I guess I kind of want to delve in more into, because you were kind of mentioning the description of like kind of what you thought your day-to-day -day might look like and then how that maybe um, kind of changed over time, like what that kind of grew into as far as what you were doing day-to-day. Yeah, so to be completely honest, um, the the work that I went into at the high school was partnerships coordination, and I wasn't quite sure what that was going to be and what it was going to look like. Um, I certainly had never like done anything like that in the past, um, and so I jumped in like pretty excited and anxious to like learn what it was going to be like and I expected it to be everyone always told me like my co-workers they were like oh it's gonna be like a crazy ride like are you ready for this uh every day is different and you're gonna be doing like a variety of things um and so I was excited and like geared up however like in retrospect, I think the partnerships coordination work is good for folks that are 
um, that are like okay with like organ the organic work style. Um, and I think I am more so like geared towards work that is structured and like having like a plan set out and tackling specific tasks at specific times. And this partnerships work was definitely not that. I think people who thrive in this are people who can um, be okay with not knowing exactly what steps to take and just sort of having conversations with people and seeing where things go, if that makes sense. Um, so my day-to-day was a little bit vague, you know, like I didn't always know what I was going to be doing that day um, or what I was going to be doing in the week. And it made it difficult for me to, to set goals and um, track my accomplishments. But I think for some people that is okay and they thrive on that and they feel more growth being able to uh, see where they started and then like where they ended up, even though it was not at all where they thought they'd end up. So since this wasn't exactly like a perfect fit for you, like working style and the things you were doing, do you still think the experience gave you insight into what you want to be doing? Did it help you kind of form the idea of like, this is what I'm going to try to do after this? And what is that, if you have a good idea now? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the best ways, or one of the best things you can learn about yourself is what you don't like. And so even though I didn't find a perfect fit in the school district or in partnerships coordination, I learned about myself. And so it's, it was a, a big success and I am very grateful for the opportunity. Um, I think what I learned about myself is that I do need a more structured work environment. I need to have, um, I need to have metrics for success. And that is one thing that it, it was definitely not it was not for lack of support in uh, my VISTA work. What I'm trying to say is I had plenty of support and my supervisor was great and he definitely tried to set the metrics for success. But I think my brain was like incapable of understanding or like, uh, being able to figure out like when I had achieved a, a goal and when I had finished a project because it was all sort of um, like subjective, you know? Um, so I am now in a position where everything is structured and the whole like purpose of my job is to make sure that people are achieving certain standards um, in an assessment. And so it's very like rigid. Like when I, uh, I work with different 
companies, different businesses. So when a, a new business is assigned to my uh, workload, I uh, first like look at their at their assessment, and then I start from the beginning and basically track the metrics and uh, where they fall short. You know, we interact with them and and get additional information and so it's just like the same process over and over and over again which I think people who are good at partnerships would probably find so boring uh, but for me it's it's been a good fit and I don't think I could have figured that out without the last year um, at the high school because I was sort of like interested and like I think I romanticized the idea of doing like more organic work and doing partnerships coordination and community development and I don't think I would have been able to like let that dream go without trying it and realizing that it wasn't a good fit for me. Mm, I yeah, I think that you're bringing up um, another really good point as far as like this being uh, a space for you to kind of learn those things about yourself um, as far as, because I think a lot of the time, right, like we go into jobs or like we go into programs and we have this idea of what it is. Um, so I think that you bring up a really good point. And as far as, I guess I'm curious about other, what other kinds of skills and experiences um, from your time with with Parkway Northwest, right? Parkway Northwest, I said yeah. right. Um, <clears throat> as far as all the skills that you gained there and, and everything, how that's kind of benefited you now, whether like as a person or how it's benefited you in your job, just kind of like more um, in depth with that. I'm curious about Mm -hmm. what that looked like for you yeah so I think the two things that I'll touch on are first of all workload because even though it wasn't like the type of work that I was able to um like orient myself to very well it was still, there was still a lot of work to do and a lot of different pieces to juggle. And so one thing that I learned was um, how to juggle a variety of different things and how to stay organized and, um, and be, uh, what's that word? <laughs> when you're <laughs> able to... To jump from one thing to the next. Um, like flexible? <laughs> flexible, yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. Resilient. <laughs> like flexible. I almost said resilient too. But I think flexible. Or like adaptive, maybe? Adaptive, mm. yes. Um, that's exactly the word I was looking for. It helped me to, to adapt to um, the different challenges that arose. And... Uh, I think any school environment is going to help you do that. Um, so that's definitely a skill that I gained. Uh, secondly, I would say just like overall general professional development. Um, I had 
previously come from a background of doing a lot of blue collar work and like farming. And so being in the school and in like a professional setting helped me to gain a lot of confidence and to develop skills in uh, working alongside other professionals. And so I had a lot of colleagues that would would just like give me tips and and help me out in in learning like how do you run a meeting? How do you uh, give feedback? How do you set goals as a professional? Um, how do you do a check-in with with your supervisor? You know all these things that are kind of small but are a big part of being a professional. And I think that my my work as a VISTA was really helpful in giving me the confidence to be like, you know, I can do this work <laughs> because I think I definitely felt like I couldn't before. I, th- I definitely think that when anyone talks about AmeriCorps, it's definitely focused on service more than kind of like career professional development. Although I know that's a huge part, I think of why a lot of people serve as well. Um, And you've definitely touched upon that. What, um, if we want to focus more on like the service side of it, what kind of things are you passionate about as far as like change and service just in general what are your things that you kind of care about Hmm. (laughs) more like personal question I guess but like what things are you kind of just like passionate about like changing or things that might need like service or change yeah well I think education and the education system is a big one for me um I was not an ed major in school, but one of my mentors in college was an education professor. And so I took a bunch of her courses in undergrad. Um, And so I would say that education was definitely something I was interested in and that I believe is a huge piece to our social issues in in this country and in the world. Um, And so I think the opportunity to be in a school um, was a big motivation and like driver in helping me to understand more about the issue and in seeing potential ways that I could that I could serve. um, But also help in any way um and I think there's a it's like a tricky thing because doing service um you can like fall into the trap of thinking like well I am like gonna solve all these problems or like I am gonna come in and just like like this uh the savior complex right that like oh I did this great thing Um, but on the flip side, it's also so humbling to like go into those situations and realize that 
you're not going to change everything, but you're going to make a difference for some people. And I think I did struggle with that uh, because the education system is a huge, a huge system and one in which you can easily like get lost or burnt out. Um, and it was really challenging a lot of days uh, to feel like I was making a difference or that I was impacting uh, the students or the community in any way. Um, but but I'm grateful for the opportunity because it helped me to realize that we're all, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of cliche, but like we're all in it together. And so like what you do for one student, even if it's like as simple as smiling at them or having a conversation with them about like, uh their favorite like n- new artist or whatever it it's impacting them and it's making their experience better and maybe motivating them more to to learn and so did that answer your question yeah <laughs> i think so yeah <laughs> i think so definitely i um and It's interesting because I think that that work as far as, especially when I hear like specifically from people working in schools about how important those interpersonal reactions or um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Interpersonal like interactions are um, in in making a difference and, and how important that is. I lost my train of thought I don't know where it went I'm coming back to it but um I guess do you think that there's still opportunities that the that this is still was still an opportunity for you to make any kind of systematic change like coming into this do you think that there were things that you left behind that were um important necessarily to like how the school was running or what did, what do you feel about that as far as like just on a, maybe a larger level? Yeah. Um, yes, I think. And, and again, like, I don't want to, I don't want to like get caught in the, in the mindset that like it was me alone who did it Mm. but I think the work of the vistas in the schools is making a difference and for my um instance in particular being like the partnerships coordinator I think it's a phenomenal model for how schools can be better integrated with the community and not just these like little like bubbles of like oh that's the school and like they do their thing there but it was more so this idea of like inclusiveness that like we do education better when the community members are coming in and supporting us and when our students are going into their own community and um and getting like work experience or getting Uh, volunteer experience and so that is like the exact uh, 
like models that we were working with. We were trying to like integrate the community and the students. And so I think that it did make me feel, or in looking back, I definitely think it is making a difference. And it's very important to have that work happening because even within the school, I think it's easy for the principal and the teachers to, um, to get like tunnel vision and be like, you know, like we have to improve our testing scores. We have to um, do X, Y, and Z. And I think the work of the VISTAs is to say, but let's hold off a minute and notice that when it's an integrated model, everyone is benefiting from it. Um, and I, I think it has to come from like, quote unquote, outsiders, you know, like the, the VISTA is not um, school dis- a school district employee, you know, and so it's a good, it's a good, we, we have a good perspective as VISTAs. Um, and I think it, they, VISTAs play an important role in that model. Yeah, I definitely think like being an outsider has some benefits to it because you bring like fresh eyes to kind of an environment. But then there's also the flip side of like sometimes the VISTAs aren't really members of the communities they're serving. Um, what, how did you get to know the community that you served in. So if you want to talk about Parkway Northwest, like where is it in Philly? Kind of like where do the students come from? How did you integrate into it or learn more about your community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great observation. Um, so the Parkway Northwest is located in uh, West Oak Lane, right beside Germantown in the northwest part of Philadelphia. And like three quarters of the students come from the surrounding neighborhood, including Germantown. Um, but then the other quarter come from ver- like any part of the city. Um, and I felt very fortunate to have a coworker that was, her title is the outreach coordinator and she was essentially doing the same work as myself, as the VISTA. Um, but she was essentially a volunteer. She got paid a little bit, but she had served 30 years in the school district and was really passionate about doing outreach work. And so I had her at my side and she helped me to get out into the community. She gave me like a a tour of the community. Uh, We stopped by different businesses that our school had a relationship with. Um, She taught me like how to pick up the phone and like make phone calls to uh, organizations or uh, parents, uh, you know, like anyone. And she really stressed that to feel integrated in the community you have to just like spend time there and you have to reach out you have to uh 
knock on on doors and I mean sometimes it like made me a little uncomfortable but it, it was a good lesson in that you have to like assert yourself as part of the community and people have to see you at at different events and people have to to feel like you are committed and that you care about them because otherwise they're just gonna they're just gonna be like okay like this person just wants who knows what they want you know but they they don't actually care about us so I would say the number one thing is like spending time in the community um, making sure that you introduce yourself to people and that you're a consistent face around um, the community. Um, I think a lot of what you're saying right there too is like, it's building a a lot of trust right there. Um, especially there's a lot of communities who do not trust institutions for a lot of good reasons. Right. Um, do you think you were able to kind of, with your, the students that you met and with the community you were serving, able in the year? I guess I'm just thinking about it in the year that we were that we're able to serve, like build that trust for the next vista and like build a stable base for for the work that you've done there, um, with you know, and able to like keep that going. And that's kind of fluctuating with COVID happening right now but um, do you think you were able to establish like a clear relationship with with the VISTA's role in your school? Yes and no. Um, the, the VISTA before me had spent three years at the school and So it was funny because when I told people that I had gotten a job, like my coworkers, they were, a lot of them were confused and they were like, wait, I thought like you had like two more years here. And I, I felt like it was my duty to like tell them that you guys got lucky with, with the previous Vista. Like this was, this is only a one year commitment. And, um, And they were all like, oh, my gosh, like, I had no idea. Um, And so they were coming from that perspective of having had a VISTA there for three years consistently. And then me. And so the reason I would say yes to your question is because I did build great rapport with students. Um, You know, I felt like. I established the VISTA as a role that was consistent and reliable, someone that was like there every day, um, someone that that the students could co- come to and um, ask questions to and uh, get ideas from, you know, because part of it is is encouraging the students to do, to, to get involved in the projects that we are creating for them. Um, the reason I would say no to your question is because, is because what I think the students need is like long-term consistency. 
they need to see the same faces year after year um, because a lot of them are coming from situations and backgrounds where people are not reliable. And it broke my heart to feel like I was going to be one of those people that was like walking out on them. Um, And so I wonder if like the one year term is too short um, for school based positions. However, like, don't get me wrong, I understand that, like, as a VISTA, a a year is a long commitment, Um, and so I'm not saying that VISTA should feel compelled to stay, but it is tough to build that trust and then see a different face than the following year. Definitely. It's like we only have a year to kind of do whatever our assignments say and try to like build upon sustainability and make some sort of change that we might not even see ourselves, the direct impact. Um, So it's definitely tough since we only have a year. Um, Is there anything else, if you could talk to like the head of VISTA, the director of VISTA today, (laughs) what else do you think you would maybe be suggest having like lived a life as a VISTA what kind of changes do you think could be done to any other sort of like VISTA position oh man <laughs> that's a big that's a big question I think of like the stipend for one that's yeah like general thought. I understand yeah. why it's so low but <laughs> Yeah, I I guess one thing that comes to mind is that I think in a lot of positions, and this was my experience in my first VISTA position, but not my second, uh, the VISTA becomes sort of like the catch-all. And they're thought of as like an intern that can just do the, like, the extra things that need doing around the office or the workplace. Um, And so I think, I don't know if this is like even doable, but I think like more vetting to make sure that the, uh, that the VISTA is going to have the support that they need and that, and that the workplace or the, the folks bringing that VISTA in are serious about the work that they have for the VISTA and um, like serious about the boundaries of saying like, yeah, we do need this other stuff done, but, but this VISTA is serving a particular role and it's not going to serve us to have that VISTA doing um, other work. So I don't know. It seems like a big ask, but (laughs) I think it's needed though. (laughs) Yeah, and I just, I know that there are a lot of VISTAs that don't have, um, that don't have, like, clear work. I think Mm. FEND does a great job, uh, but I think there's a lot of other VISTA programs that, that don't have, like, clear parameters, and, um, yeah, 
the Vistas get like taken advantage of? Hmm. I think that is a that is a good ask though because it's just it's just like a matter of I think that's kind of the tough spot we get put in sometimes because it's it's such a new it's such a new role but like it's so needed and I think they kind of see us as like well like where can we use you like there's all these things that we need um that we need done so why wouldn't the Vista do it but it like there's there's some mess in there when that happens <laughs> but yeah. you know I definitely think um one of our fellow vistas he, um he always has like a response to that when anyone complains Tom is always like tell them that's not your job <laughs> like <laughs> We need to interview him, too. But, like, I feel like he's just, like, so blunt about it, which is nice. Some Vistas can really, like, speak up for themselves. But also, I mean, a majority are, like, 22, 21-year-olds, and it might be their first job, and they don't know how to tell someone, like, that's not my job. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's what Fen does really good, right? And, like, bridging. Yes. Trying to advocate for us. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not my strength to tell anyone, like, hey, my strength is not to give feedback, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Fend, like, taught me some good ways of doing that and uh, encouraged me to try out different ways of, like, speaking up for myself and advocating. Um, so... Maybe Fend can be used as like a as like a model with other programs because not everybody has like that secondary, just like Vista and then your site and then right exactly free. Yeah, some Vistas are just like thrown to the wolves basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll wrap up with just like a question or two more. Um, I've been trying to end interviews with just like bizarre, silly questions. So this one for today, I'll ask Adrian, your year as a Vista, what animal would it be if you had to like encapsulate the soul of that year into an animal? Oh my. (laughs) I'm like... I'm trying to think of, like, an animal that starts off, like, super sweet as, like, a baby and then, like, gets, like, fierce and, like, frenetic, you know? I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, a hyena, you know? Like, it starts off, like, cute and calm. (laughs) And then the school year hit and I was just sort of like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) just Um, like running yeah just like running yeah hyenas run really fast and Mm -hmm. uh they're also a little bit like frenetic like oh my um so I'm gonna go with the hyena but that's not a bad thing I want to make it clear it's not a bad thing (laughs) it was a good year I think of them from like the Lion King and yeah they are like a little bit spazzy but they were also really funny in The Lion King, so. Yeah. 
They were. And very fierce. I think. Fierce. I was just thinking that. Very fierce. I'm going to be thinking about that. I wonder what kind of animal. Sarah, do you know what kind of animal? We're, we're not quite done, but we're almost. Yeah. There. Uh, I, not, I hadn't really thought of an answer for myself. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. Now we have. We made Adrian do it. We should probably do it too. <laughs> I hmm. I think a, I will. It's partly because I love flying squirrels, but like <laughs> definitely like a flying squirrel. <laughs> Just like one day to the next just like I might be sitting here but today I might be like <laughs> wing wings out and like flying from tree to tree but I think a lot gets done in that process of course that's <laughs> awesome uh, I me, I'm gonna say maybe like a prairie dog just like popping up every once in a while, like scurrying along. So I feel like a lot of the work is like underneath the surface of what mm. I have to do, or it's like monitoring and evaluation or like research. And then from the outside, I'm sure like the alumni I work with just see me like popping up every once in a while. <laughs> like, what is she doing? When I like send out emails, they probably have no idea what I'm doing today. So. <laughs> I'm gonna say a prairie dog. <laughs> prairie dog. We picked some interesting animals. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, us. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Do you have any other questions, Sarah, or should we end on that silly I, animal note? <laughs> I I like. I do like that animal question. I think. <laughs> I think, oh, you know, I guess I was just thinking about, because we'd done an activity about, like, um, like what kind of vacation you'd want to take after COVID. But I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, thinking more in the way of what's something that you're going to miss from your VISTA year? Hmm. Hmm. Um... I think just like having that insight into the students' lives, um, you know, even though like it was crazy and hectic every day, um, it's like really special to, to be let in by the students and to have them like share parts of their lives with you. And even like, some of them like just joke around with you and so I think I'll just miss like that environment of being with with young people um young people have so much to offer and Mm. yeah adults are kind of boring in comparison so (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) very true (laughs) we don't laugh as much as young people so that is so true yeah we got a lot (laughs) all right well thank you again for talking with us and telling us more about your year service yes thank you thanks for having me
Service Stories, a podcast created by volunteers about volunteers. <laughs>